Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> this is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Studio C. C saying your. Oh my gosh, it's a dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, brave defender of the truth and goodness in the American way. And why is he our general manager today? Well, he and his peeps have uh, started branding some of the president's tweets uh, with uh, links to fact checking. Misleading information. Here's your fact check. Crank that music up, Michael. It's a party. It's an information party. We're having an information party. What's more fun than information? Hey, quit yelling at the DJ. Tip him once in a while, would you? Yeah, I never tip the DJ. That's true. Um, yeah, so that's an interesting conversation to have. Getting oh, to later. yeah. There are a number of interesting conversations to be had because today. Obviously, the problem with that it always has been, and, uh, you know... Facebook's got this problem. They all have this problem. Even if you, even if you're uh, in agreement with this particular uh, tweet, you think, "Well, that is not true, and it shouldn't be on there." Even if you agree with that, and most of you probably don't, but even if you do, uh, once you start down that road, it gets very, very complicated, especially with politicians, because politicians say things that you could at least make the argument aren't true. Yes, all day, every day. Yes. Of exactly. their entire careers. That's practically the definition of what they do for a living. Yeah. Is to spin, to offer half-truths or persuasions and the rest of it. This is this is so bad. It's so dumb. It started poorly. And Jack Dorsey would have retreated immediately if there was any interest among the uh, the media establishment in reporting things fairly as opposed to just sticking to the narrative and being brave members of the resistance. Yeah, so that's an interesting one. And, uh, and, uh, the president claimed without evidence, I've heard 10 times today, except there's plenty of evidence, intuitive and uh, substantial. You're so freaking biased. Does Nancy have evidence that the president is morbidly obese? Where's your evidence? She claimed without evidence. Yeah, it's just a conspiracy theory that, you know, <laughs> Oh, I want to talk about the Michigan governor and that whole thing with uh, her husband putting the boat in the water and stuff. So beautiful. Don't you know who I am? One of those. So beautiful. Man, and I I have never done this, and I never will do it, because I think it's the worst look you can have if you're either famous, semi-famous, or connected in some way. The whole, don't you know who I am? That's just a bad look. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Boy, that card needs to stay in the deck. Unplayed. (laughs) The fact that you have to ask that. Proves that they don't. Right. Yeah, that's that's where it gets uh, ugly really fast. Um, this is my favorite thing I saw yesterday. So uh, PETA or PETA, uh, ha- having talked about them now for 30 years of my adult life, you'd think I'd have settled on a pronunciation, but I have not. Meh. Uh, but the people for the ethical treatment of animals, they have their own uh, Twitter account, and they're, they're pretty funny. Yeah, they ought to be called the people for brilliant self-promotion because they are very, very good at it. They're crazy, but they're skillful. 
So somebody had, or Peta, <laughs> Peta tweeted out a picture of a cow in a meadow. And the cow looks very pleasant, actually. Mm. And it said above it, cows are friends, not food, with a heart next to it. <laughs> And then so ain't got no cow friends. And then somebody tweeted at Peta. Yeah, basically. Sorry. Name one cow you're friends with. <laughs> and Peta tweeted back at them to their credit, your mom. <laughs> oh, 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 elevating the discussion. <laughs> Just my favorite oh thing I saw yesterday. Oh my god. <laughs> On their official Twitter feed. I think we need <laughs> We simultaneously need more of that and less of that. Right, exactly. I, just, I want to work uh, at PETA when I grow up. Um, uh, I don't agree in your cause at all. I just like the snark. Yeah, I just want to be a part of a snarky organization. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to start the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I just remember that reminds me of a uh, joke that Brian Cranston did at the uh, Comic-Con one time. He was there, and some kid asked him a question of, like, you know, when do you come visit New Mexico or whatever city it was? And he goes, every time I come to see your mom. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Made the, everybody laugh, and the poor geek just, you know. <laughs> oh, that whole line of humor, your mom slash your wife, is just is fantastic. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and uh, but I, I must say, with all due respect to the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, you had a good run. 14 years was the longest-running live-action sitcom until the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia crew and creators inked their 15th season, which will debut uh, air sometime in 2021, but that makes it the longest-running live-action sitcom in television history. This show is hilarious. It is... the. But sitting on myself, sitting by myself on my couch watching the show, there has never been a show that makes me laugh harder. Really, just but, but interesting in terms of specifically by myself because there's that weird laughter is kind of a communal thing where you're, I yeah. don't tend to just kind of laugh out loud by myself. Uh, <laughs> but but the uh, th- this show brings it out of me in a way that that's uh, the one that's got Danny DeVito on it. Yeah, yeah, he joined the he joined the cast in season two, yeah. and it is it is inappropriate. These are not uh, watch it with your kids. <laughs> These are family fun. These are not good people. It's been on for 14 years. Uh, seasons aren't necessarily tied uh, to years in, in modern television, but yeah, f- 15 seasons, whatever that means. Man, that's a, that's something. Every time I've seen like five minutes here or there, I like it and think I should watch it more often than I never do. Uh, I don't do anything. It very often just turns into degenerates yelling at each other, yeah. which is hilarious. That's Perfect. The, that's the part I've seen. Yeah. Where they're all friends but screaming at yeah. each other. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, May 27th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regs, here comes the show at Mark. You know, all this stuff about Biden's hiding, well, you know, the fact of the matter is, it's working pretty well. There you go. Hey, uh, Michael, are you ready with our new Joe Biden drop? Don't play it yet, but you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't, actually. Uh, we we really need to improve the... Uh, should, oh, wow. I should probably come. I, wow. I think I see it. I think I got it. I think we should improve the, the communication around here. Joe Biden is a senile old fart. Bingo. <laughs> there you That's go. That's right. There's our new Joe Biden drop. Bingo. Bingo. He, um... <laughs> He seems to be concerned that he's seen as hiding. I don't think I don't think anybody else is on his side of the aisle. I think everybody on his side of the aisle is saying, "Stay hid, hide, but, but stay it's, low." It, it's a narrative from the pundit class. 
That's just... uh, I don't think the real world cares. No. No, I can promise you they don't. (laughs) It certainly hasn't come up in real life. You know what I'm not getting enough of? A presidential election. It's only got how many months left? Several. Yeah, quite a few. (laughs) Right. Man, I wish I heard more campaigning, said nobody. Right. Um, so how's mailbag look? Oh, very nice, very nice. A little of this, a little of that, you know. We probably need to run through that whole uh, Twitter thing because uh, it's, it's, it's real interesting and um, it could go very strange places if they decide they're going to hold to the idea of uh, flagging political tweets. Right, right. It is utterly unworkable on its face. Prima facie, as they say in the lawyer in business. And yet, Jack Dorsey has no idea of that. Because, again, of the one-sided journalism. Yeah, it's pretty interesting if you haven't heard it. Oh, man, and that, uh, yeah, those cops that got fired up in Minneapolis for killing that guy. Mm-hmm. That's a story. We got a lot to do today. Our text line, uh, bring us up to speed on your life. Uh, just just a long story about your life. Well, I was born. Uh, what? Um, uh, text line, 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Places in the country where, you know, it's up or down on uh, corona cases. <clears throat> Bay Area of California, all nine counties are uh, on the rise and quite sharply in terms of cases. Let me know when you'd like me to jump in. Uh, uh, now would be perfect. That's meaningless. What? It's absolutely meaningless and, and misleading. Uh, well, it misled me because I, well, I just looked at the headline. Yeah, and, I know. And I'm, kind I, of, I, I'm kind of, this is my jihad. So Bay Area cases rise sharply. And I thought, holy crap. It's now the hardest hit region. Um, the seven of the nine Bay Area counties in uh, the San Francisco area of California, hardest hit region on the rise and all that. And then you get many paragraphs down. It says health officers said they anticipated some increases as they expanded testing. Really? If I'm curious <laughs> to know how many redheads there are in my zip code and I go to three houses and I find one redhead, I will report there is one redhead case in my zip code. The next week, I check 100 houses. I find 30 redheads, and I report a tenfold, in, or whatever I said earlier, a 30-fold increase in redheads. And then the next week, I check every single house in my zip code. I will have a skyrocketing number of redheads. It's Freaking meaningless. Well, so it's pretty interesting. Unless you have randomized testing at the same level. You're, I think you're 100% right. And uh, if you're, uh, if you're an epidemiologist or statistician and can poke a hole in that, please do on the text line at 415-295-KFTC. Bunch of hole pokers. That sounds 100% accurate to me. So how is it such a lead story or front page story whenever this happens? I mean, and they know it themselves when they say, Health officers said they anticipated some increases as they expanded testing. Yes, as you tested more people, there's a decent chance you get more positive tests. (sighs) There is one thing I do know. You will not get positive tests without testing. Right? I'm certain of that. Well, so we can eliminate the coronavirus by not testing anyone. The logic is clear. This is why I drink. This makes me insane. (laughs) All day long I take this stuff in and it just makes my head want to explode. 
Cheminy. That's pretty interesting. Mailbag. I, I keep saying I'm going to write an editorial about that, but there yeah. you do it. I'm a man who craves leisure. Our freedom-loving <laughs> quote of the day today from uh, Edmund Burke. No passion so effectively robs the mind of all its powers of acting and reasoning as fear. To paraphrase, nothing makes people crazier than fear, which reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from H.L. Mencken. The whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed and hence clamorous to be led to safety by an endless series of hobgoblins, most of them imaginary. You frighten people into letting the government have more power and do more things. Does that sound at all familiar to you? Oh, and then I also discovered one of my quote sites that I go to edited that significantly to change its meaning and to just make it a little better. By the way, so I've abandoned it. I will never look at it again. Brainy quote, you're dead to me. Kind of fitting into what your quotes were today, trying to scare people with this whole cases are on the rise thing. Further down, it says deaths have fallen dramatically. Doesn't well, that seem odd, Jack? Given deaths, the rise in cases, deaths are something you can count pretty pretty clearly. Any statistic except death and hospitalization is, and not all places report hospitalization, so that was not as good. But uh, any statistic other than that is useless. And and it's just, it's the narrative, which is, you know, one of the themes today. But anyway, moving along to the correspondence proper before my head actually explodes. Uh, let's see. Deb from Santa Cruz, Cal Unicornia writes, Though I do love Joe's Chairman Xi's Chinese bat fever description, it is a bit long. And vid is pretty current, but I hate to give up pinning the virus squarely on the head of the evil and despicable Chinese regime. Mm. So I like Chai Vi. The Chai Vi. The Chai Vi. That's pretty good. That is very good. She writes, short, sweet, and keeps the source of the virus where it belongs, in the lap of the Chinese leadership. Deb, well done. The Chai Vi. I uh, like it. I, I feel like it's a step too far, because the purpose of shortening it is to save time to you know get to other other points. But I feel like there's too many scenarios where you say, and so I'm talking to the Chai Vi. What? What? The what? It sounds like a drink you might order down at your local coffee shop. Yeah, it seems like it comes with an explanation, thereby undoing the benefits of shortening it. Well, you have to have the introductory period, Sean. You have to put in the work, man. You know? Slacker. All right, here we go. Uh, (laughs) Never wore shorts, writes Imani in beautiful Reno, Nevada. A.G., heard you guys discussing some amusing personal facts uh, about the crew members on the show since I began listening but the never wore shorts revelation, I found it bizarre and fascinating. I love the qualifier. I even played tennis in jeans. I'll just assume swimming in shorts happened. I used to think Marshall had strange stories. <laughs> Keep being freaky, Amani and Reno. <laughs> Jack admitted yesterday. Admitted. See, that's prejudicial. That's uh, that's slanted journalism. That he uh, that as far as you reckon, you've never worn shorts or practically never. No, no, no. I, I wore shorts like every day through my twenties. Ah. Um, uh, and I don't know when I started, but I certainly didn't as a kid at all, and neither did any of my friends, <clears throat> so it was a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. I can't picture any of my friends in shorts. In fact, it seems weird to picture any of them in shorts, mm. um, or through high school even. I don't know when I uh, decided it was okay. But and I st- Can I st- you picture them in a negligee and pearls? I, do, I still stand by no adult man should wear shorts, no oh, man oh, over boy. the age of 30. Oh, and the New York oh, Times agrees with me, except for at the, the beach or the pool. Um, a grown man should not wear shorts. It's really undignified. Citing the New York Times. Great, Scott. Who are you? Um, On the treadmill in jeans. You'd have made a good... No, exercising, obviously. Okay. Okay. You'd have made a good tally, man. <laughs> Just saying. There's a country where they agree with you. There are actually a handful of them. Head east. Mid-east.
Moving along, uh, a contrast of progressive types. First of all, angry Doug, who I believe to be deaf in both ears and his lip reading is not great, uh, writes, we were talking about the, uh, the criticism of Trump golfing, right? Doug writes, President, oh, oh, he actually quotes seven Trump tweets about Obama golfing and how inappropriate that is that Trump tweeted back in the day. Mm. Including President Obama should have gone to Louisiana days ago instead of golfing. Too little, too late. Um, one of quite a few t- tweets about Obama playing golf. Doug, the reason I say you're deaf in both ears and can't lip read, the entire point of the segment is, was, it was unmiss, it was unmissable that every president gets hounded for every time they play golf or otherwise recreate during a crisis. And there's always a crisis when you're president. That was the entire point of the segment. It must still work because they still do it. But. Yeah, I know. I know. Or they think it works anyway. And Greg writes, he clarifies that John Glenn died several years ago. His his wife died recently. We were mm-hmm. talking about that. But then says, I'm a super liberal. Astronaut le- John Glenn. Right. I'm a super liberal lefty from the Bay Area. I listen to you guys all the time, not because I agree with anything you say, but because you're damned entertaining. Thank you. Left-wing radio is boring as hell. Keep up the good You're work. right about that. And I wrote him back uh, finally. It was very nice to know. Thank you, Greg. We appreciate it. And I don't hate you because you disagree with me. Oh, That's fine. I do. Deeply. Jack does, though, Greg. Stay away I'm from Jack. I'm going to picture you in shorts right now. Jack's <laughs> the one in long pants. Right? <laughs> run. Run. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're wondering if soccer on ice is coming back, it looks like it is. The NHL. Why do you call it that? It's got a name. It's hockey. It's the most exciting team sport. It's fabulous. Um, they officially released their return to play plan. Yes. There you go. Hockey leading the way on the cutting edge, if you will. They're moving directly into postseason qualification stage sometime in the summer. So there you go. They're doing what now? <laughs> um. <clears throat> You got to keep your edges sharp, man. So, got to get your blades sharpened. I've been hearing you cut on a dime. Uh, the media has been making a big deal that we're on the verge of hitting a hundred thousand people dead for weeks now. <clears throat> really been milking that, which is, is sick in a lot of different ways. Um, oh, fear porn. So yeah. they're trying to get ratings. It's yeah, obvious. It's just it's 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 all kinds of weird. But first of all, you can't. It, well, first of all, round numbers don't matter anything. They're just kind of a freak of the way we make numbers, and right. one hundred thousand is not significant. It will not significantly. It's not in any way <laughs> um, significant from the number before it or after it. It's just not. <laughs> yeah, um, people are funny that way, though. It, people are funny that way. Odometers, et cetera. We oh, always, sure. oh, always yeah, we do, all it. do it. Yay, but one hundred thousand. But you know, when you get down to the nitty gritty, it's uh, you know. You'd think you could rise above it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, anyway, we're... Uh, like if 98,000 people died, that would be disappointing. That's what's so strange about it. We just want that round number. We want the exciting round number. Right. Strange species, humans. Don't like them. Anyway, we're, it's taken us a while to get there because the numbers have dropped off so much. So nationally, three days in a row. Here's the last three days. Deaths across the third biggest country in the world. 633, 503, 693. Hmm. Those are pretty low numbers because we were up in the two thousands for a long time, and then the uh, the the, the mid one thousands. But we're down six hundred, five hundred, high six hundred. So anyway, keeping that in mind as we go to this USA Today opinion piece, one of their big statement making 
full-page op-ed, the front of the newspaper. They're serious, folks. You open the newspaper, you get the full-page op-ed from Mitch Album, who wrote... Way Tuesdays back in the, with Morris. Tuesday with Morris. Right. Way back in the day, which, and, and uh, several other yeah, thoughtful tomes, which I thought really took a lot of the juice out of the original. But 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 he 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 wrote heartfelt books, and then he realized he could become a gazillionaire off of heartfelt books, and just started cranking them out like crazy, right? Um, which didn't seem very heartfelt. Wednesdays with Gus. <laughs> Thursdays with Otto. <laughs> if I knew a Fred, I'd meet him on Fridays, and here's what we'd talk about, right? Um, anyway, so he, his, he wrote this giant op-ed, huge letters. We are the enemy too. Americans must ask themselves how many lives are worth returning to quote normal. And I just find that <sighs> so not what I want to hear. <sighs> I guess about half the country does want to hear it. I think about half the country is feeling the same way I'm feeling <sighs> like I had some bad milk in my cereal this morning or something. When I look at that, just come yeah. on. No kidding. A rich guy who makes his living behind a, a computer at home lecturing working people that know you can't go back to work because, well, because of the, the vid. How many? Well, I, I can answer the question like legitimately. How many lives are worth returning to normal? Pretty good chunk. Maybe thousands, actually. Yeah. Might be, actually might be worth thousands of dead people from corona to return to normal to avoid even a larger number of deaths in a bunch of other ways that we've talked about. Uh, heart attacks, cancer treatment, all these different kinds Poverty, of things. despair, addiction, overdose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Suicide rates are skyrocketing, Absolutely. Mitch. Mitch, what about the suicide rates? Have you considered so, that? So the answer to the question is many thousands of deaths are yes. worth, absolutely worth, and can make the argument all day long returning to normal. This is from Bloomberg.com. Or you can present it like you're an eighth grade girl the way you did in your opinion piece. Right. No offense to eighth grade girls. What are you doing listening to this show? <laughs> go go play with your friends. Uh, let's Isn't see. there some K-pop on some station you right. can listen to? Go listen to K-pop and gossip about your classmates. <laughs> all right? I've raised a couple of you. I know what you do. All right? <laughs> let's see. So uh, this is from Bloomberg News. This is not actually what I'd intended to do, but the, the Mitch Album thing is so, just so cloyingly, suffocatingly, just lacking in in common sense uh from bloomberg the coronavirus outbreak in italy has struck overwhelmingly among the nation's older population those with pre-existing medical conditions according to the national health authority now that the dust has settled in italy almost 96 percent of the country's virus fatalities had previous medical conditions um and that, that doesn't mean it's i'm happy they died or i take it casually or anything like that but our entire question and the the question really posed by Mitch Albom's uh, posing it as a rhetorical question is how dangerous to whom and how extreme a reaction to the chivai should we be taking given the in- the terrible, terrible risks of shutting down completely. That is the entire question. It is not a rhetorical question, as Jack was making clear. So almost 96% had previous medical conditions. The average age of Italians who've died from the virus is around, is almost exactly 80. That is the average age. Wow. 80. And as we mentioned yesterday, one of the reasons Italy had such a terrible time this year is because they've had a very mild time with the flu in the last couple of years um, and there were an unusual number of 80-plusers who are very vulnerable. I mean, it's just the way humans are. An unusual number of them still alive. 
and along came the COVID-19, and, and, and God bless their souls, uh, they were taken. Um, but the idea that it is a scourge that will wipe out many millions of, of uh, Americans is just not true. We know that now. So they think the number is around half or more of all the deaths in the world were in nursing homes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's terrible and sad. Oh, man. But it's different. Oh, sure. Oh, and, yeah. And, You'd and, respond to it differently. Yeah. Uh, and that's the entire question, Mitch, you dope. You know, I don't want to rush through this. We can either run a couple of minutes late, or we can come back. You know what? I think we'll come back with an editorial written by an Illinois judge. And in contrast to the jackass governor of of the great state of Illinois and his jackass wife, who (laughs) made it clear that the rules don't apply to her, uh, practically uh, next door to Michigan, where the same thing happens, where the spouses of governors are running wild in the streets. If you haven't heard that one, uh, the uh, old man of uh, old uh, Megan, uh, uh, what's her name? Whitmer. Can, Whitmer, that's right. Um, d- decided he was going to go boating in northern Michigan, even though he wasn't supposed to. And actually, he says he was joking. joking. He dropped a, mm. do you know who I am? I, yeah. I'm the husband of the governor. Does that make any difference? And they said, no, shut up. Uh, so anyway, governor's uh, spouse is running wild in the Midwest. But in contrast to that, one of the best, most concise reactions to the state of COVID crackdown lockdown I've ever read. It's by a judge in central Illinois. I guarantee you're going to love it. We're going to post it at armstrongandgetty.com, and you're going to send it to all your friends. And we got that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. We got to get to this story coming up. Um, Amazon sent out a like a scripted news release to stations, and they just read it verbatim. And there's a whole bunch of stations that did it across America. That's the state of journalism in the modern world. Oh, bingo! So thank you, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, there, <laughs> the presumptive nominee. Oh, and if he's president for eight years, think how much use we'll get out of that clip. Oh man! Well, I have a feeling he will churn out clips that we will use if he is the president. Did you say for eight years? Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. He'll, he'll, he'll pass. He's a one and done. Hey, yeah, clearly. clearly. Bingo. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Klobuchar-Pence debates. So if you know... Come on, excitement! Uh, if you don't know the Midwest terribly well, uh, Clay County, Illinois, is right in the middle of the state. It's like between St. Louis and Champaign-Urbana, roughly, uh, where I went to school. But Chief Judge Michael McKaney of Clay County had this to say at the conclusion of the case he heard... Um, uh, Maynard versus Pritzker, the uh, governor in the Clay County courtroom <clears throat> about some of the uh, the COVID-19 crackdown. We're trying to establish the Chai Vi as a, a nickname for the, the COVID, although, again, it sounds like a tea drink you'd, you'd mm-hmm. get. At, I like at, it with ice when it's hot like it has been. Exactly. Can I have a Chai Vi light uh, ice? Mo? Mo, your Chai Vi is ready? <sighs> it's Joe. Joe, J-O-E. It's like one of the most... Anyway, here, it's here. The, give it. Give it. Okay, so here's what the judge said. <clears throat> Since the inception of this insanity, the following regulations, rules, or consequences have occurred. I won't get COVID if I get an abortion, but I will get COVID if I get a colonoscopy. Pointing out, one is permitted. 
Oh. And one is not. Okay, gotcha. One is, uh, you know, you can't do the non-essential medical uh, procedures, including cancer screenings, which is a hell of a way to go. But anyway, I won't get COVID if I get an abortion, but I will get COVID if I get a colonoscopy. Selling pot is essential, but selling goods and services at a family-owned business is not. Pot wasn't even legal, and pot dispensaries didn't even exist in this state until five months ago. Wow. And in that five months, they've become essential. More a, essential than that store over there. But a family-owned business in existence for five generations is not. A family of six can pile in their car and drive to Carlisle Lake without contracting COVID. But if they all get in the same boat, they will. We are told that kids rarely contract the virus and sunlight kills it, but summer youth programs, sports programs are canceled. Four people can drive to the golf course and not get COVID, but if they play in a foursome, they will. If I go to Walmart, I won't get COVID, but if I go to church, I will. Murderers are released from custody while small business owners are threatened with arrest if they have the audacity to attempt to feed their families. These are just a few examples of rules, regulations, and consequences that are arbitrary, capricious, and completely devoid of anything even remotely approaching common sense. State's attorneys in this state, county sheriffs, mayors, city councils, and county boards have openly and publicly defied these orders, followed by threats to withhold funding and revocation of necessary licenses and certifications unless you obey. Our economy is shut down because of a flu virus with a 98% plus survival rate. Doctors and experts say different things weekly. The defendant cites models in his opposition. That would be the governor. The only thing experts will agree on is that all models are wrong and some are useful. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control now say the virus is not easily spread on surfaces. The defendant in this case orders you to stay home and pronounce that if you leave the state, you're putting people in danger. But his family traveled to Florida and Wisconsin because he deems such travel essential. One initial rationale why the rules don't apply to him is that his family farm had animals that needed fed. Try selling that argument to fa- farmers who have had to slaughter their herds because of disruptions in the sl- supply tra- chain. When laws do not apply to those who make them, people are not being governed, they are being ruled. Make no mistake, these executive orders are not laws, they are royal decrees. Illinois citizens are not being governed, they are being ruled. The last time I checked, Illinois citizens are also Americans, and Americans don't get ruled. The last time a monarch tried to rule Americans, a shot was fired that was heard around the world. That day led to the birth of a nation consensually governed based upon a document which ensures that on this day in this, any American courtroom... uh, In this, any American courtroom tyrannically, despotism will always lose, and liberty, freedom, and constitution will always win. Then he brought the hammer down. Judge McHaney of Clay County, Illinois. That's pretty good. That's really good. Well, you know, it reminds me of uh, the Edmund Burke quote that we kicked off the uh, second segment of the show with, that nothing makes people suspend their logic more than fear. And that is, I'm making an excuse for people who don't see the arbitrariness and ridiculousness of so many of these laws and regulations, and the fact that if you compel people to follow rules that are arbitrary and ridiculous, and then you punish them when they don't follow those ridiculous rules, you're going to have just rampant disrespect for the law, and certainly disrespect for the government, which I think is wholly earned and deserved. Yeah. But it's only if you're terrified that you don't find that just obvious, I think. That is good stuff. And we're linking that at armstrongandgetty.com? Yes, it will be up within moments, so, several moments perhaps. So would you suggest we play this first and then describe uh, how it happened, or describe how it happened first and then play it? What do you think? Uh, I, we don't have to say how it happened, but just the, this is a compilation of 11 different 
local news, uh, your, your evening local news broadcast. Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Amazon. Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Amazon. Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Amazon. Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Amazon. Amazon has transformed its operations in response to COVID-19 wow. to protect employees and keep packages flowing. Amazon has transformed its operations in response to COVID-19 to protect employees and keep packages flowing. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy while still delivering those packages to your doorstep. The company is keeping employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company really is keeping its employees safe yeah. and healthy. Really the company cheery. is keeping its employees safe and healthy. This is the incredible. Is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees okay. safe and healthy. Yeah, that, it goes so, on for about two minutes. So uh, that's 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 the final nail in the coffin, right? You're wasting your time taking in news. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, oh, watch the news. That's a good decision, that son. Is freaking unbelievable. Now yeah. there is a news. Uh, there's a news station I know, and I won't mention. I well, I won't even mention why I won't mention it. But there's a news station I know does this. What ru- will you mention? <laughs> does it routinely? They just get a press release, usually ah, from yes. politicians. And just read it as a news story. Yeah. That happens all the time now because of all kinds of different things. Slashed budgets, online advertising, uh, right, the, the, uh, you want to go back to the deregulation of radio stations back in the 90s and just all kinds of different reasons. But that happens now all the time. Right. So, so Amazon puts together a puff piece that makes them look good, sends it out to news stations, and they don't even, they don't even feel the need to change a sentence. No. Well, not only that, not but only they're going to go with read it. it as if it is reporting. Oh, yeah. That's sure. the problem. Sure. The tone is we, uh, we looked into Amazon and this is what we came up with. Right. Exactly. And all they have to do is say, Amazon claimed in a press release that they are working to, cause listen, we, we, a lot of us order from Amazon. It's a big, it's one of the biggest companies in the world. It's quite a story, et cetera. Everybody likes to hear about Amazon. Fine. But all you have to say is uh, they claim in a press release that blah, 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 blah. I don't but know. No, I wouldn't re- put that on the air unless I made a phone call or two to try to check it. Why would I? Sure. Why would I do a free ad for Amazon? Yeah, if I, I'm a news outlet, I have no problem with that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's a, that is unbelievable. Yeah. I wonder how many stations around the country did that. I wonder how many cities, metro areas, heard that press release read as news. Well, the, the, I, I would guess it was dozens and dozens. I want your takeaway to be that this happens all the time. Right. And right. regularly with political offices where they send out their piece explaining their position or whatever, and it's just read, not according to Dan Johnson, it's read as if it's a news report. Yeah. Combination of laziness, inexperience, and budgets being slashed, mostly. God, that's troubling. Yeah, it is. Look at them using their news voice. Yeah. Amazon has gone to great lengths to keep their workers safe. This story about the story bothers me a little because it's all about Amazon explaining themselves. And a spokesman for Amazon defended what they did. I don't, they don't have to defend it at no. all. They're a for profit business. If I can get a news organization to read my ad for free, please. Good on me. Wait a minute. Let me pick up the uh, USA Today here. The Armstrong and Getty radio show goes to enormous lengths to inform people and entertain them skillfully. 
That's a news story. <laughs> Fabulous. That's not on me no. for giving it to those suckers. No. That's on them. You've got to call each of these newsrooms and say, did you just take this from Amazon and read it word for word like it was a news story? Does Jeff Bezos have to ask you to drop your pants, or do you just do it reflexively when he walks into the room? And it was a savvy package that they sent to the news. They had B-roll footage that nice. all the that all the, the TV stations used for it. They had anecdotal uh, 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 interviews with employees. That's and how hey, we're hey, in this we're, is great. Yeah, we're, we're in fine. the we're in the business. We know how this works. Uh-huh. They got that package and thought, "Awesome. We have cool. 5 minutes already done for us." <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the conversation. Any more about, well, should we air what's basically an advertising? Hey, second for- half of uh, segment 2 is done. We got this Amazon thing. Ooh, yes. Whew. It, and then, you exactly. know, the more I think about it, the more it bothers me. So the most valuable company on some days in the world, with the richest guy on the planet who owns it, mm-hmm. sent out f- advertisements to news stations, and they ran them as news. Right. That's Bingo. A little, that's a little scary. That's right, Joe. Uh, does everybody know what B-roll is? It's the, the video that runs in the background while oh, the news right, talking yeah. head is uh, is is talking. You know, it it, the Amazon is cleaning their stations regular, and you see a guy moving boxes and stuff. That's what B-roll this is. This one, a guy washing his hands was uh, yeah. heavily featured. You don't nice. want the richest guy in the world to be able to get fake news. No, Has anybody said fake news? That is legitimately fake news. Right. Um, you don't want the richest guy in the world to be able to get fake news on all across America that easy. Meh. That, that's a dangerous situation. Meh. <laughs> Meh. Did I've... Trump say anything weird? Can we talk about that? <laughs> Trump tweet about Joe Scarborough again. <laughs> oh, I gotta, read the, I gotta read the latest. Oh, Lord. His no, latest. no, no. <laughs> Somebody stop it. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.